You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Everyone and welcome to Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This is episode number 131, where we're discussing the best of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. The boys are back. It has been too long, my dudes, <laughs> since we sat at this table in this room to talk nerd. I am stoked about this podcast. We've got a lot of fun things we're going to discuss, particularly around the MCU, because it's been a very, very quiet week in Nerd. We've turned to celebrate the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, if you remember a few episodes ago, maybe 10 or 20 episodes ago, Sanjay and I broke down our top 10 moments from the MCU. This episode, we're going to break down and almost do an Oscars of the MCU. So we're going to be talking everything from our favorite villain, our favorite costume, our favorite origin film, and at the end, we're going to crown a best film. And we're going to be looking to you guys as well. We're going to put up some Twitter polls later this week to see how you guys feel about the best of the MCU. But gentlemen, before we get into any of that... How you guys been? What's going on? <laughs> Troy, I haven't seen you in like a month. It's been a long time, man. It feels yeah. good to be back in the nerd room, man. This is this is awesome. It's good to see everybody. It's like the Avengers, you know, like annual issue going on here. It's like <laughs> giant-sized X-Men right now. Yeah. yeah. This is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, it's been a while since all three of us recorded. We had that contract dispute. Me and Troy had that feud. Yeah. We finally patched things up. Yeah, I got real ugly on Twitter there. Oh, you should have seen it. It was insane. Those tweets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was lo- lobbing bombs at Troy earlier this week, too. <laughs> Just all ganging up on poor Troy. <laughs> <laughs> well, like we always like to do at the top of the podcast. You know, we've been away from each other for a little while. You know, Sanjay kind of ran a few things down last week, but having Troy back in the room is a pure delight. But I kind of know, guys. What's going on? What's, what's happening in your week in Nerd? All right, so yeah, for me... It's been a good week. I picked up Death of Superman on 4K. Fantastic film. This is probably one of the best DC animated films out there. Check that out. Picked up the steelbook of Infinity War. What yeah. a beautiful steelbook. This one is probably one of, if not my favorite MCU steelbooks. And that's saying something because the MCU has been crushing the steelbook game. Um, and I found some really sweet... Suicide Squad action figures, which Troy really likes. And <laughs> I, should, Joe. I should have bought one for you because <laughs> the Dollarama is stocked with Rick Flag action figures. So if you ever want one. Is it actually Dollarama? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> what? Yeah. So Dollarama had Rick Flag and uh, El Diablo. That's crazy. Yeah. Four bucks. What a deal. Because oh. those things used to retail about like 35, 29 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's hilarious. Yeah. I was there just in go. there and that's I was the like, hey, wait a second. That's Suicide Squad. It's like, hell yeah, I'm going to take it. Like, I, I didn't really collect the Suicide Squad figures when the film came out. Yeah. I was like, I got all the BBS ones. I'll save my money for Wonder Woman. But yeah, four bucks. I couldn't pass on that. No, God, no. Do yeah. you have Deadshot? No, no, no. I really want him. Harley Quinn, Joker. All the good Suicide Squad members. They're wow. still 30, 40 bucks at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, they're crazy. yeah, it's crazy. Well, yeah. shout out to uh, Dollarama. Yeah, maybe I should buy them at Dollarama, return them at Walmart. 
I don't. <laughs> I don't know if you can do that, but oh, you can. Yeah. yeah. Just swap out the figure and put someone else in. We see them all the time. Yeah, all oh, the yeah, time. Yeah. Don't actually do that. We, we highly recommend against that. Why are you winking at me, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> Just like I never buy digital codes off you, right? Yeah, these are not for resale. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned the death of Superman because when I bought that off you, yeah, the digital code, I yeah. didn't really. <laughs> but i thought it was the documentary death of superman lives or whatever oh, what happened by john, john schnepp yeah, yeah. i thought that's great. what it was so oh, okay that's fine. i'll watch the cartoon the animated version of the death yeah. of superman so i was a little bit i wasn't really paying attention when i was like yeah sure i'd love to watch john schnepp because i i i heard you guys kind of do your your discussion about the death of john schnepp and all that mm-hmm. and i i wasn't really ever connected i didn't watch a lot of his stuff but after hearing you guys talk about him, I went back and watched a ton of awesome. John Steps yeah, on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. And yeah, he's going to be sadly missed. Oh, it's, absolutely it's, missed. He's it's a great man. At, when he was alive, like I said, I didn't really ever watch or connect with him that much. But it's seeing and hearing how impassioned you guys were mm-hmm. with him and how much you loved his commentary on this world that we're so immersed in, it made me want to go and watch it. So I did. So nice. I'm, I'm happy that you guys were able to kind of pass that through the podcast to me cool yeah cool. that's awesome news man yeah. yeah yeah so troy man haven't seen you in a few weeks what's oh, going on your man, man? You, you've seemingly found every single marvel legends 10th <laughs> anniversary in the city <laughs> yeah oh man I just rolled that dice and it's been dope dude like i've gotten you know the iron man i think last you were here when i got the iron man yeah and i picked up um just a bunch of stuff i found tarkin yesterday i found a goku at a comic shop which is so cool it's this like dragon ball super series line nice. it's awesome um the fantastic four variant covers by alex ross yeah. oh those look amazing those like beautiful man i'm really liking those i've been going back on my x-men though i'm like really into x-men right now x-men blue picked up volume four the other day that's been great there's been some crossovers with venom so i'm loving that series and um my hot toys they're all set up man my, my luke skywalker you got the luke came in yeah i got a luke skywalker yeah he's there he's set up it's good oh, to go no, it's funny because yeah. i was at your house a couple days or a week ago picking yeah. up the equipment and i walk in and i said to to your wife i was like i'm gonna go downstairs to check out and she's like no he wants to be here that's fair. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot changed down there, man. I got yeah. my whole Spider-Man posters put up right now. It's, it's looking crazy down there. And yeah, my Anakin's finally up, so I'm loving that. And man, there's just been so many goodies. The whole X-Men wave's out there right now. And I got all that going on, man. So nice. it's just been great. And my X-Men anime has been picked up. So ah, oh, I'm just loving nerdum all around right now i'm loving that spider-man run too right now that's been going on with your with your boy uh nick spencer yeah nick spencer he came off the cap run that's right that's right and and obviously yeah sarah pacelli and um dan slot doing the fantastic four run yeah what do you think of it the opening shot in this new version or this new volume of fantastic four the first family of marvel is back yeah yeah i I like it man i'm coming off of that hickman run yeah i really like that run and uh it feels good man you know i like i've mentioned before i've never been the biggest fantastic four person but coming off of jonathan hickman's run and just having their presence back feels right in the in the uh i was gonna say the mcu but in the (laughs) 616 world yeah even though they're not quite back yet but it's really cool to see like the hope that johnny storm carries with him you know really hoping that his family's out there and then ben Grimm's kind of like over it a little bit yeah so it's cool my only disappointment in the issue i'm not going into spoilers but the last like quarter with the dr doom run the art was really hard for me to get through yeah there's like a backup story like a backdoor pilot type thing yeah so i was wasn't really messing with that but all in all i i felt it what about you yeah i really enjoyed it it was 
it probably wasn't exactly what I wanted at the gate. It was a lot of catch up. It was a lot of setting the foundation. Yeah. And it didn't really jump into the run the way I thought it was going to. I thought they were going to go like whole hog. Here's the Fantastic Four in the first couple panels. It's not quite that. Right. But I did enjoy what Dan Slott did. The art from Sarah Pacelli is great. Oh. I'm really enjoying that. So it's something I'm definitely sticking with. I'll give it at least five issues here mm-hmm. to see if I can get a run or maybe six of full trades worth yeah. of issues and see how I'm feeling after that. But I'm pretty excited. Like it's definitely added back fantastic forward to my pull list for now like i I went from a a space where i had almost nothing in my marvel pull list we kind of talked or touched on this last week and now i have this huge pull list again oh it's crazy marvel is doing a lot of good things at the moment like the steve rogers run is great or the captain america run is great avengers is getting on me now i'm really starting like avengers yes i'm really enjoying that all the infinity stuff they just jumped into infinity war is really good they came off of the infinity countdown and all that so i'm really enjoying that that kind of isolated event that they're doing yeah which is great because it's not really pulling into many any of the big covers it's kind of just a streamlined event which is really good because yeah. it's not asking me or requiring you to do a lot of extra buying to get the full breadth of the story it's just kind of more or less let's do this let's get this infinity stuff really guardians focused so really enjoying that like it's like the comic books is for me is just I, i'm right loving now. it right now and i caught up on a ton of trades, so yeah. it's been absolutely fantastic and for me for collecting like i've had a pretty substantial week but most of it has been friends buying things for me yeah. you know i lobbed a bit of a grenade over twitter at troy the other day <laughs> saying that he had bought all of the marvel 10th anniversary legends i can only find this you know overpriced thor oh. 2 three pack Ooh. And then he, like, literally on that same feed in the in yeah. Twitter there, he posts back, I got it for you. <laughs> He's got me the Red Skull here, the single pack for the 10th anniversary from the first Avenger. Loving that. Like, it's absolutely incredible. The sculpt is beautiful. I got my hands on that Afro scent from Rob Cass. He sent that to me from San Diego Comic-Con. Sorry. Yeah, San Diego Comic-Con 2018. So he shipped that over at Mint. Thank you, Rob, for that. Like, I'm never going to get my hands on this any other way at retail. It's a beautiful set. It's from the comic book. So absolutely love that. It's 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 something that, you know, I expressed this to him when we recorded an episode of TSW Comics that I like having a story to each one of my pieces in here. He's got me two huge things. The Luke, the vintage pack, six yes. inch from Celebration, yeah. and then now this Afro set. So just loving life there. And then Sanjay hooked us up with the oh, Infinity, Infinity War, War Steelbook. Of course. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. It's and coming full circle. You got me hooked on Steelbooks, and I'm slowly reeling it, you back I'm in. I'm coming back in. Yeah. I got the last two big ones. I got Solo. I've already paid for it. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That one's actually not coming in, Tim. Yeah, so uh, so. <laughs> I'm just keeping your money. and Just keeping money into some of the digital code, right? Yeah. <laughs> From my own Steelbook. Well, 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 speaking of Star Wars, I've been meaning to ask you, have you picked up the Thrawn Alliance or no, Audible? No, I haven't you, got no? it yet. It's, yet. it's on the list. No. Okay. My birthday's coming up next week. Yeah. So I've been told, don't buy anything. Okay. okay. So I... I'm sure I'm not going to get that, but I'm just holding off on everything until I kind of get through that. Because sometimes I buy things and my wife will like roll her eyes and be like, what did you buy? And I'll be like, just this, don't worry. And she'll be like, what do you mean, this? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, this one's for Troy, I swear. Yeah. I can buy this for myself or sign the inside of it. <laughs> yeah. No, so it's been an absolutely incredible week. And actually, I've got one thing here. You know, I said after Troy, you know, he picked me up this red skull. I said, I got a little something for uh, you. So... I was, when I was away on vacation, I found something. I was like, you know, I'm going to start Troy down this this very dangerous path. There's a character that I know he loves. It was an exclusive that I was able to get my hands on. Oh, shoot. So I've got it right here. I've got it right oh, here. Oh, man. Wait, wait. Should I take a picture of everyone gets? Oh, no way. <laughs> what? My I dude. Can't what? Man. <laughs> 
That's wet. You got Bane in the house. The baddest bounty hunter out there. That's crazy. And I was just watching this the other day, The Clone Wars. Yeah. When Obi-Wan goes undercover to fight Bane. Man. So that's Troy. That's your that's first crazy. Uncle Pop. That's crazy. Yeah. Spider-Man I gave you, right? Yeah, that's right. You're, you're really trying to get me in there, eh? This is... Oh, that's beautiful, yeah, So man. it is the... It's a summer convention exclusive. It's not the SDCC exclusive. It's the same pop. Yeah. But it just doesn't have the SDCC card or uh, sticker on it. As long as he's blue and he has that hat, yeah. it's cool by me. That's where, where does the venom dope. go in? Yeah, right. I'm confused. <laughs> Isn't this Bane? Like, what's going on? Does he does he break Luke's back? A little bit. Yeah. Little bit. <laughs> no. No. That's crazy, man. Jeez. Yeah, I love it. You gotta love reveals on a podcast. Oh, but man. Troy will throw a picture up of. For that. Sure. Oh, you know it. Guys. Oh, I'm throwing you know a picture it. up of Troy. Like, look how happy he is in this picture. <laughs> but he looks too good. I don't know if I should throw this up. <laughs> and speaking about podcast and mystery reveals we got something real special to do here now our dude Corey from tumbling saber podcast chop rules with a z yeah man yeah he sent us over a box here now this is the chop mystery box as we've been referring to it for the last week or so we had it last week but it says specifically on here it's got to be open with the whole crew in the room nice so this thing we're gonna throw a couple pictures up online about this so this thing is huge it's heavy yeah and i have no clue what's in here it's nicely decaled with the nerd room here i like that actually yeah, it looks really like mint yeah, he's really dressed this up the yeah. other side of this chop so, shop i yeah <laughs> i don't know what the the postman was thinking when he sent this it's like what is going on so, i swear they've been here every other day with a package for me <laughs> so we're just gonna crack this open it's gonna be not particularly well suited what if for... Corey uh pops out of it that'd be awesome He'd Dude, be like, I'm sorry, you've been in here for a week. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you were supposed to open me last week, guys. Yeah, he's been tweeting me the whole time from inside the box. SOS, SOS. <laughs> it's a good battery. Yeah. Holy jeez. Okay. <laughs> Chop, what are you doing to us? This is uh, quite the haul here. So, Whoa. first thing's out. Oh. Uh, what? Yes. Smallville, yo. Smallville. Oh, my God, white chicks. Yes. love it we've got a whole contingent of blu-rays here which are clearly oh for our dude sanjay well you know that is not true assassination of jesse james <laughs> i've never seen sanjay so happy in my whole life it's like oh. christmas in here right now oh my goodness Ooh, this is like i mean this is just unbelievable Corey, my man i am absolutely smitten smitten all right, the next thing we got in here, I'm going to toss this across the table because I know my Detroit is going to love this. Oh. Oh, X-Men, here we go. Look at that. That's fresh. Yo, nice man. Chops, what's going on here, man? Like, that Jeez. is Jim Lee, like the cover from the Ooh. 90s. Look at that. That baby blue with the yellow. That's like UCLA colors, man. Yeah, I don't think Troy likes it, so wow. I'll just take it. You know, it's not a problem. <laughs> this is a crazy box. This, this is crazy. Out of the gates, we've got... A Guardians of the Galaxy no Volume way. 2 Legends set, 2-pack, three, 3 quarter, Yondu, and my man Star-Lord. Whoa, oh, Mary Poppins, y'all. Nice. Look at that. Look at this guy. And it keeps coming. Man. Get a Marvel Sandman, 3 3 quarter inch. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is crazy. What a haul. This nice. is absolutely insane, Chop. It's like Christmas yeah. in August. We've got another Marvel Sandman, the Variant. Oh, because oh, one's in sad mode and yes. the other one's... Okay. Look at this guy. Crazy. <laughs> the nerd room table is full right now. Yeah. Like, did a Toys R Us truck, like, fall off, like, one oh, of their boxes? No and he's like, here you guys We've go. got a few more DVDs here. Oh, no. <laughs> What's that one? Oh, my goodness. Pootie Tang. <laughs> <laughs> is that porn? No. Oh, 
<laughs> Sounds like OneNote, doesn't it? Chris Rock? Wanda Sykes? You guys have never seen Pootie Tang? I've heard about it. <laughs> I'm sure you have. <laughs> Jeez. We're, we're going on a bit of a detour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next out of the gate, we've got a Luke Skywalker. Whoa. Three three quarter inch from the last Jedi. I've never seen that one out there before. That's no, a this nice is looking from Luke. The, the recent, this is in his uh, after he gets changed. I can't remember what do you want island gear. Yeah, maybe something yeah. like that. Beautiful, the brown gear and all that that he wears for most of the film. Oh yeah, like the hermit kind of look, yeah, right? Yeah, that's dope. Nice. I don't, I don't have that action figure actually. Yeah, that's, Yo, Freaky oh. Friday. I oh, love I like this Freaky movie. Friday. So yeah. good, Lindsay Lohan. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking about uh, thirteen again. Sorry. Oh my goodness. Again. Something different. Or we got some. Uh, oh sweet, we got some comic books here. Star Wars oh. Adventures. Oh dope. The kids are gonna love these. So we got the IWG Star Wars Adventures issues one through three nice. from the Force Awakens, I believe. Is that Obi Wan I see there too? That is Obi Wan. This is beautiful. Actually, the kids are really gonna love these. I I bought a few of these for my daughter. Yeah. And we can pass these around. Actually, Check. We the kids yeah. to sign the backs of these. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's awesome. Chop, man. Wow, Chop. And it's man. It's still coming, guys. It's still coming. We've got an issue of Han Solo. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's that's from number the one, right? Miniseries. That's yeah, right. One. That's right. I love that cover. We got a DC Rebirth of Batman. Oh, Tom Whoa. King, baby. Tom King. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Gotham Run. This is crazy, Shops. man. Keeping us all those good I'm still making my hats on the box. No wonder it's huge. We've got another Legends. Doctor set three through quarter inch, Doctor Strange, and Astroplane Doctor Strange. Holy jeez. What is man. going on here? <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible. It doesn't stop there, boys. We've got some. Um, this here? is like one of those like infomercials where it's like, don't worry, there's more. There's like, more. Call now and you get a second free yeah, set. Oh, Clayface. Clayface. Wow. My man. Chops, man. Take you easy. Come on. Chops. Wow. This really is a giant size X Men issue. Like this you. is insane. Yeah. This is the biggest box that we've ever gotten in the nerd. Oh, we have some nice promo cards. Venom. There you go. Wow. Oh. Got tongue. That goes with Pootie Tang. What <laughs> 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 else we got in here? We got an AVX coaster. Come on. No way. Wow. You know what's awesome about this? I'm keeping this because this, <laughs> That's is what's awesome. this is literally the first comic run I ever went out and actively seeked. That's nice. amazing. There you go. That's something. Comics. This was like, and I was so confused because the continuity is all over the place. Yep. You yeah. had to read like 10 years worth of Bendis to get this. Yeah. You're like, what's going on? <laughs> That's dope. And last but not least in here, guys. Now, this is something that that uh, is actually pretty special. So this is uh, Star Wars from a certain point of view. This is a book. If you guys listen to Tumbling Saber, this is a book that Kyle, backwards here, has wanted to pass around to various members of the Star Wars Commonwealth, and everyone's going to sign it as they read through it. Awesome. So it's our job here, because I think uh, we have to talk to um, Chopper about this, but I know Kyle's been giving him shit for quite some time about not passing this on. Yeah. So it's our duty, boys, to take this book yep. from a certain point of view, we're going to read through it. Gonna sign it individually. So at some point in here, you'll find everyone else's signatures. You got Kyle's in here and Corey's as well. Under ten months, right? Yeah, under I believe 10 that's months. the joke. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're gonna do? We're gonna sign it and then we're gonna send it off to another one of our fellow Commonwealthers. Wow, pass our this dudes. book around and hopefully by the end, by the time it gets back to Kyle, at some point, hopefully within the next three or four years, <laughs> is that he's got a book that's fully signed and it's perfect because it's from a certain point of view. That's so oh. cool. So I that, see. That wraps it up, and I have to say, this is absolutely incredible. The table is packed. Yeah. We're gonna take an image of this, a photo yeah. of this, and put it up on Twitter so everyone can see what we unraveled here out of this amazing chop mystery box. So, yeah. chop. first thing, boys, 
We gotta give a huge, huge shout out huge. to our man Corey over at Tumbling Saber. Make sure to go check out what those guys are doing. And thank you, man. Like this is unexpected, yeah. unbelievable, yeah. unnecessary, but greatly appreciated. Corey, yeah, I feel like, like we just got bought out by Corey. Yeah, yeah. this is crazy. Wait, did right? he just buy me? <laughs> <laughs> Corey, you know, if you ever need a kidney, like yeah. just let us know. <laughs> we got three options for you right here. Yes, there's a very different blood types, and oh, we're good to go. <laughs> yeah, one of us would work, right? That's how it works. Yeah, this is amazing, man. Thank you so much. Like I said, absolutely unnecessary, but immensely immensely appreciate yeah, this is a ton of fun man, this is crazy i got a lot of movies to catch up on yeah white chicks <laughs> man yeah that's so pc for the nowadays right <laughs> all right well i don't know how we're gonna recover from that yeah. sort of excitement oh my goodness it's like oh. getting hit with like a sledgehammer of love yeah that was literally christmas in the nerd room oh it's huge <laughs> right it's huge yeah there's so, there's so much giving here on this podcast we've got red skulls cad veins this entire box <laughs> absolutely incredible all right, well, we're going to try to follow the rest or that up with the rest of our podcast. I don't know how we're going to exactly match that sort of excitement, but we're going to try here because we are back with Grab's question of the week. Now, it's been a few weeks since we answered one of these. Yeah. That's right. I'm super excited because this one is a really good one, and I'm going to read it out here. Are you going to do the theme song? Well, no, I didn't promise no theme song. Well, there was an episode where, you know, we did make promises that Tim was going to sing the theme song. Yeah, he promises for me <laughs> in my absence. That's not how it works. Even if I do it, I'm going to cut it out. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to the question here. Now, the subject is overcoming weakness. And the message reads, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, I was reading about Wonder Woman recently and discovered that the character's original weakness of being bound by a man would result in her losing her powers. This got mm -hmm. me thinking about other superhero weaknesses. That is ridiculous. I did a little reading <laughs> with this. Yeah. And there's, oh, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, the creator of Wonder Woman was into, like, S&M and, like... Oh, really? All yeah. that stuff. Mr. Like, Bondage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, he, there's even a movie called Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman that just came out. And it's about that. Like, he lived with his wife, but he also had a mistress. Like, he was a professor. And his mistress lived with him. So he lived with two different women. And yet he was writing Wonder Woman. And uh, that was um, that was one of her weaknesses because he was into tying women up. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Or being tied up. Or being tied up. Yeah. You know, either or. Hey, we don't judge here in the nerd room. Yeah. yeah. There's a lesson that I just learned there. Yeah, well, Troy's <laughs> tied up right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> Continuing on here. We all know the kryptonite for Superman. But what are some of the other weaknesses our heroes have what weaknesses are the most interesting to each of you what story arcs can you recall that focus on the hero's weaknesses and what are some of the ways the heroes have overcome them what are some of the most ridiculous ways a hero has been defeated or neutralized by a foe i've got a great one that we're going to talk about in a second and lastly <laughs> i want to know what your top five weakest heroes can be strength intelligence or any parameter you see fit so guys, let's let's break this one down. Let's unpack this from grabs. This is a big right. question. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Could be yeah. very interesting as well. So let's talk about character weaknesses. In general, you know, let's talk about some of our favorite story arcs or some of the key weaknesses we see in some of our heroes. You know, what's been focused on in recent memory or in an arc that you really enjoy. So I'm gonna throw this one to you first, Troy. You got some? Yeah. Well, right off the bat, just a quick one. Uh, Venom. Yeah. Uh, Venom mm -hmm. with like fire. And like, oh, yeah. like uh, and then was it like like noise of some sort? Sound and stuff. Yeah, yeah, sound waves and whatnot. But but the biggest one for me, it's Spider-Man, of course. Surprise, surprise. But he has two. Um, one being his Aunt May, a huge, huge yeah. weakness. Chipping Spider-Man's armor due to the fact. I mean, if you go after the events of Civil War, when everybody knows who Peter Parker is, or who Spider-Man is, and he's Peter Parker, um, his Aunt May is shot, 
and damn near dies, but Spider-Man makes a deal with Mephisto, and he basically puts his marriage on the line to save his aunt, which is huge. He'll do anything for his aunt May. And another one is uh, Spider-Man and Anti-Venom. Uh, Anti-Venom is Eddie Brock, but he somehow can cure anything. So Anti-Venom can cure cancer, he can cure any disease, and with that power, he can also cure Spider-Man's radioactive blood. So those two kind of have a feud going on between the two. So that was like a big weakness for Spider-Man was fighting uh, Anti-Venom. So those are the two I got there. Awesome. Um, Well, I'm going to go DC, no surprise. (laughs) Um, And this is a hero exploiting weaknesses. So it's the Justice League Doom storyline where Batman has contingency plans on how to defeat all the Justice League. So in case any of them go rogue, uh, Batman already knows, okay, Superman goes rogue, I have Kryptonite. Um, If the Flash goes rogue, I have this. So uh, he has all the different weaknesses for all the Justice League members. And there's even uh, in the New 52, when he has the box and he's like talking to Superman, and he's like, this is Wonder Woman's weakness. And Superman opens the box and there's nothing in there. And he's like, well, there's nothing there. And he's like, exactly. She doesn't have a weakness. So, you know, I just really love that storyline where, um, and then a villain obviously hacks in and uses all the different weaknesses. Savage? Uh, Savage? I think it was, yeah, it was Vandal Savage, yeah. 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 Or uh, Batman Begins, Ra's al Ghul. I I think it was one of the two. I can't remember which one. Yeah, Savage. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and like, I mean, some of the weaknesses, like Green Lantern, I think they retconned this out, but he was weak to the color yellow. Yes. Yeah. I mean, save that for the Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm going to go with uh, Marvel, of course, and I kind of dug around a little bit because there's a few storylines that I enjoyed, but this one in particular, because they kind of adapted a little bit of it in the MCU as well, and that's the Demon of Bottle arc from Iron Man. So a lot of Iron Man stories revolve around a personal weakness of personal demons. Now, whether that's alcoholism or something else, you see that reflected in that character quite a bit throughout the comic books as well as in the films. And so I found that a bit interesting. It wasn't something that was like a you know, getting wrapped up by man or whatever, or the color yellow, this was something that was very personalized. And I think, I, I, like, the, the storyline in itself is a little controversial, and it wasn't purely adapted because of that. But I thought it interesting how you can take a character like Tony Stark, who on the surface is very confident, cocky, he's got everything that you could think of, but then he has these very personal demons. And I really always liked that storyline because of that, because it took away from yeah he take away the suit and all that and he's he's just a guy and then you have a guy who does have these problems but on the surface he doesn't so i always found an interesting way to depict a character like that where you know everything about him says he's the greatest except for very personal demons and you see that reflected in both iron man 2 a little bit on the alcoholism and then iron man 3 is all about making your own demons making your own and Mm -hmm. battling through that so I, that's one of the arcs and one of the weaknesses that I always appreciated for that character that doesn't really have a ton of weaknesses outside of the fact that he's super arrogant. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, ridiculous ways a hero has been defeated or neutralized by a foe. Now, there's a whole bunch of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll kick this one off because I got, I got a couple here and I got one I'm going to really make fun of you guys for. But <laughs> the first one is Thor. So if you go back to the early days of Jack King Kirby and yeah. Stan Lee, Thor dropping or losing his hammer for a time period longer than 60 seconds made him revert back to Dr. Donald Blake and then anyone could pick up Mjolnir and essentially get the powers of Thor. Wow, okay. So, That's so weird. <laughs> that was weird. later retconned within the Thor storyline, you know, after Jack King Kirby and, and Stanley himself moved mm-hmm. off the title. But I always thought it was ridiculous the <laughs> fact that he would turn into this, like, feeble man 
when he dropped the hammer and it was like the time limit though it was like the 60 second rule yeah like ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) but what if like okay so what if he had like someone else holding the hammer with them does that still count I have no idea. I mean, we gotta like we gotta uh, you know scientifically calculate how this was. Does is there like exact sixty seconds or what if it's he was time, it for man. 50- like I think in the comics he used to be like counting. I'm not sure about counting out, but it was definitely a thing. The sixty second rule. Now this wasn't particularly a, a way for him to lose to a foe, but it was a ridiculous weakness that Thor the God of Thunder had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now what do you got, man? What do you think? Um, ridiculous weakness. As I said, Green Lantern, the yeah. color yellow. Is he wood too? Something. Well, oh, I think it was wood too. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think like it, all the sixties and seventies had very weird and interesting stuff like that. Uh, you know, Superman. We mentioned the kryptonite, but um, that was green kryptonite. They came up with all bunch of different colors Pink of kryptonite. kryptonite. No. Pink kryptonite, I think, turned him into a homosexual. Um, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure in like the seventies. <laughs> the red one made him mad. The red, yeah, remember in Smallville, oh, like he takes it and he's badass. just like, oh my goodness, so is cool. It like Spider Man Three, badass. Like his hair. No, he's like hair. actually badass. Like yeah. Spider Man Three is like kind of emo and like <laughs> yeah. goofy. Yeah, no, Smallville doesn't mess around. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other one is like in Superman Three, where they like make synthetic kryptonite with like tobacco in it, and it turns them evil. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what a time what a time and like he turns like he turns really weird like you remember he like uh fixes the leaning tower of pisa he like takes oh, yeah. that prostitute and they do the nasty and then he's like really? oh yeah and then he like destroys the like, great wall china superman 3 then you've never seen with richard pryor oh yeah with the robot they fight the big yeah computer. it's filmed here in calgary yeah no, i've never seen there's it. a scene where he like flies in the calgary towers in the background yeah really metropolis yeah yeah, yeah we're yeah. In metropolis <laughs> i'll have Jeez. to lend it to you it's the best an... city in the world to live in, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Take right. that, every other city. Ridiculous weakness. Um, see, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really come with a ridiculous weakness. I just came with a ridiculous way being defeated. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that actually fits the question more than, <laughs> than not. Um, yeah. So I came with a ridiculous way of being defeated, and that was Batman. I think was an Infinite Crisis, one of those crises. But he took on uh, Darkseid, and Darkseid oh, yeah. shot with a Darkseid bullet. And we're all left to believe that he actually died, but he didn't. He was sent back in time. Similar to like the Steve Rogers kind of thing after yeah. Civil War. But I thought right. this was a little more ridiculous. You had like um, Pirate Batman. Yeah. You had like Cowboy Batman. Yeah. It was, it was kind of goofy. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. really goofy, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that's <laughs> Caveman the... Caveman Batman. Isn't that the storyline where Superman has to sing the universe back into existence? I, I don't know about that one. The only cool thing about this whole story is that what gave, that's what gave us um, Dick Grayson stepping up to be Batman. Oh, okay. Because he was yeah. gone, right? And then yeah, he right. had the battle for the cowl yeah. or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I didn't I, read DC back then. So yeah. Like, I think that would have been times. like 2010, 2009. <laughs> so that was like right well, before. Recent. Oh, yeah. It's oh, not yeah. that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Darkseid shot him with a bullet. It's, yeah. It's, it's like after the Civil War thing. So it's after Cap. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, Batman got sent back. Like, Pirate Batman. I remember seeing those issues, and I was like, this is weird. Yeah. This is really weird. Was but that all, uh, Grant Morrison? It was Grant Morrison, I think. And all this was to lead Batman to become Batman in the first place. It's this weird kind of, like, circle going on. But Jeez. pretty goofy. It's because he's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> kill him. Well, speaking about Batman, you've both brought up a Superman weakness and a Batman weakness. And we all know both of their biggest weakness. Martha. Martha. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I was like, when is Tim going to say it? <laughs> Come on, that's the most ridiculous way. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that wins. No, no. <laughs> I actually think that that was a legit good way. 
Yeah, you and Matthew Salvador. No, 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 because, okay, 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 okay. No, 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 we're gonna, we're gonna. Sorry, Matt, I didn't mean to throw you under the bus there, but come on. Matt's my boy, he's gonna back me up. In Civil War, you have Captain America, and he's fighting uh, Crossbones. Crossbones just says the name Bucky, and Captain America freezes. He freezes, but he doesn't give up. Yeah. Batman freezes, and then he doesn't give up until he learns it's his mother. You know, it's all... I, I'm what? sticking by that Teen, moment. Teen Titans Go even makes fun of it. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Crossbones and Bat are a cap. Don't become, like, best buds after. He, they don't become best buds. He just said he's saving his mom. No, they do become best friends because he goes and sees Martha after and he's like, that's my friend. He says he something about, that's my friend. He buys the house oh. and everything. Yeah. That's after Justice League. After he killed himself to save them in Batman like, no, v Superman. No, buying Crossbones' family's house <laughs> or anything like that. I don't want to visit them. No, but it made sense. I, I'm going to defend this moment. I honestly think it's Captain legit. go start, you know, the Avengers because Crossbones died but, either. But Batman's like, okay, you have the same mom. I realize, like, what I've become. I've become Joe Chill. And then he gets his redemption because he is able to save Martha as Batman when he wasn't able to as a little kid. Yeah. And then and then they don't become they're not like friends right away. It's not until after Superman sacrifices himself in the Doomsday battle where Batman's like, "Oh well, shit." No, no, no. I was he, being No, cuz even jerk. before that he says, "That's my friend." He sees Martha and he's like, "I'm a friend of your son's." Well, I mean, right after gonna, that. You're going to save your mom, you know? You're not going to be like, "I just tried to kill your son." Well, well he's like, "I'm Batman." <laughs> she, she right away she should know he's Batman so he's a good guy, right? Yeah, but she but he knows goes away that being like, Batman. "I am your friend." 1% chance he's our enemy. We have to kill him, right? Yeah. Right? But then he <laughs> learns the error of his ways. I'm sticking by. That's a brilliant moment in he's, film. An inch away from stabbing him in the neck. And then he doesn't. <laughs> Brilliant right. moment. Okay, throw this up on Twitter. Matthew Salvador has my back on this. Oh, I know he does. Yeah. He's my man. Sir right? Salvador. Yeah. He's, he's one of the knights. He, one of the best. Oh, Legit. man. He, he's Legit. only a knight because of all his DC love. Yeah. <laughs> he's a knight of the Star Wars Commonwealth because of his DC love. Yeah. <laughs> he did contribute. Because it was a resounding... Yes, when he was nominated. But Absolutely. Let's finish off this question before right. we get too derailed. <laughs> Last part of this, name five weakest heroes are. So it can be strength, intelligence, or any parameter you see fit. I could only really come up with two I was happy enough to state out loud because I even went to the internet and I was like, who's the weakest villain or weakest hero? And it yeah. was like all characters I didn't know, like 3D Man and stuff. Oh, uh, they're probably all like Batman villains from the 70s, like the Lego Batman movie when they make fun of them all. Oh, yeah, like Egghead. Egghead, Condiment King, yeah. Calendar Man. Oh, Calendar Man. Actually, he was good in that first. Oh, the uh, Tom King? Or Tom no, King. What was, it? was it? No, no, it was Snyder. The rebirth stuff. It's... That was actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in Tom Was King. it Rebirth? Yeah, yeah. It's like the, the first th- issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calendar Man. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, it was really good. Name ridiculous. <laughs> but I know we're not supposed to go to the internet for this, but I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head. But the first two I came up with before I went to the internet, number one was Dazzler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. on there. Like, she can convert sound into light. You so, know, uh, Taylor Swift was supposed to play her in the movie. That was the rumor. Yeah, well, it makes perfect sense. But the character is kind of a throwaway. Yeah. And this is one here. I don't know if this is going to cause controversy or not, but Hawkeye. I was going to put him on there, too. I was going to say Green Arrow. Yeah. So, really? Yeah, because they're the same. Same, same. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're shoulder to shoulder with, like, gods, super soldiers, and Iron Men. Yeah. And you've got Hawkeye. Now, he's awesome in the comic books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Hawkeye is... And, like, you go to the Old Man Hawkeye stuff. Yeah. And even the stuff from Old Man Logan. Yeah, and Secret Empire, even. Yes. Yeah. He's really good in the comic books. Like, he's really well utilized there. You know, at a point, too, he shot that arrow, the gamma arrow that killed Bruce oh, Banner. Yeah. So there's a lot in comic books where Hawkeye, but if you go to the film universe, he's kind of a background player. He feels very misplaced at yeah. times. Like mm-hmm. Black Widow, you know, if you, you go on on paper, they're basically 
very similar characters, but I've never felt Black Widow was out of place in that universe. Yeah. Hawkeye feels out of place when he's in the Avengers. Yeah. They even call him out and was it Avengers 2? When he's like, when he's trying to pump up Quicksilver. Oh yeah. He's like, you know, we're fighting like robots. I fought a God, you know, he's a God, he's back from the dead or something like he's a hundred years old and all I have are arrows. Yeah. He's like, all this is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but those are, those are my two. Do you guys got any more to add to that? Um, I was, I was trying to think back to my Marvel, Marvel cards, the yeah. old school ones. You oh, look on the back. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Gambit was like one, barely. Really? So Gambit makes the list. Actually, yeah, a lot of X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, <laughs> a lot of X-Men. X-Men. Uh, Jubilee. Like yeah. fireworks out of her, her hands. Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of lame. Um, I got Archangel, not Archangel. He's actually a badass, but Angel, just regular yeah. Angel yeah. with the wings. Like That's I think it. he had like a Archangel cannon one. at one yeah. point. Oh yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah. Pretty weak. Um, and Squirrel Girl. Like yeah. she's likable, she's cool, but really squirrels. Yeah. I mean, come it, on. I don't even know what what she does. I think she, she can summon squirrels. That's it. Yeah, I was gonna put Ant Man even on there too, but I was like, ah. So the, the shrinking and growing and all that's really cool. That, that like, is that makes the, the growing, powerful. right? Yeah. yeah. yeah like yeah. he can kind of do anything. And the way to capture in the movie, because yeah. he still keeps the same kind of strength, even mm-hmm. when he's like minimized. So I thought that was pretty cool. And that's about like an ant, the ability. So like when he shrinks, he has a, still has the same power as he would as a man. But exactly. You know, that big. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. He, he made it off that list. And yeah. I couldn't think of a fifth one, but yeah. I'll, I'll just go with those. Cool. Cool. Now? Yeah. Uh, I, I went with some villains. So I hope that's okay. Grabs. I'm sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the penguin. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, really, yeah. he's just like a over, you know, he's just like a crime boss, but he doesn't have any human, like superhuman strength, you know. Um, Danny DeVito portrayed him as like an actual penguin yeah. man boy. He fish like no other though. Oh my goodness, and wow, he fish. and he was almost the mayor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Two Face, you know, I like I like the character, I like the story, how it integrates with Batman, but it's just a man who's like severely burned in half his body, so he would be probably a pretty easily defeated foe. Yeah, but a lot of Batman villains. Yeah, like are Joker, really. Joker, like well, Joker is like yeah, Joker is like a mental thing. Same with Riddler, though. But like hand to hand, oh like, yeah, none of them could go toe to toe with Batman. No, no, no. I mean, maybe that's why Batman's so good. Is he just Bane. he just picks like weak villains? Yeah, Bane, Deathstroke, Mister Freeze, Mister Freeze. Yeah, but when you look at the main some of the main Batman villains, a lot of it is psychological and mental. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Penguin, Riddler, Joker, like even like Mister Freeze, kind of right. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of it is psychological for him. Scarecrow yeah oh yeah and that's why that's why i think he has the best movies to be honest is because they're all like psychological and they don't really rely on the special effects or like the fight scenes especially like before technology got really good with like the fight scenes and choreography like in the 90s it would be very hard to do like a green lantern film or an iron man film because the technology wasn't there Mm, right but you had like some pretty good batman films in the 80s and 90s because it was all like some technology, but it was all like the psychological aspect. Oh, yeah. Like that scene when he like slides down Mr. Freeze's like freezing uh, slide. <laughs> Half you know, pipe. Batman and Robin is not the worst Batman film. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like Batman Forever because I, I got them mixed up. Oh, okay. I love Batman Forever. Batman and Robin's. You like that one? I Okay. If you go in and watch it and realize how ridiculous it is, like this is a good question, like a good movie for grabs' question, but ridiculous weaknesses and stuff. You should check out that movie because, you know, it is ridiculous. But if you go in and you watch it like you would watch Adam West's Batman 66 or something like that, it's actually pretty fun. And I bet you kids would like it. Probably. It was yeah. aimed at kids. It was toyetic. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. That's all it was. But commercial. it was also the worst one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still have fun with it because it's so bad. It's like when you watch The Room. I think like it's so bad. It's a beat up on DC film. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't know. I got to think of a Marvel ridiculous or weak villain. 
Um, I just told you about the 60 second rule. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, Cyclops. He just what? Has no. The, he just has the optic blast. Oh, but it's huge. It's so powerful. Yeah. Watch, uh, go watch, uh, or watch, read X-Men versus uh, Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. yeah. But that's all he's yeah. got. Astonishing X-Men, gifted by Joss Whedon. Oh, he's dope, man. Yo. Oh, you don't know. I, I, you know, I guess because I was a Wolverine guy, and they're yeah. always battling for Jean Grey's love. Yeah. So I was like, screw you, Cyclops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, let's wrap this one up. Grabs, thank you again for contributing to the podcast. You always make it fun, even though we probably take it in so many different directions <laughs> that it makes no sense when you come to the end of it. But we really appreciate you adding that little bit of chaos to the podcast each and every week. Yeah, Sir Grabs. Thanks, man. Yeah, and make sure you know if you want, you can always leave like a, like a voicemail or a voice recording yeah. of your question as well video recording you could um i don't know you could do an interpretive dance of one of your questions one time that would be interesting (laughs) for a podcast (laughs) but with that gentlemen we're going to scoot into our main topic for this week and that's discussing the mcu and this is really in celebration of the home release of avengers infinity war i feel like we just watched and reviewed this film and we kind of did you yeah. know, that was at the end of April, we're at the end of August here, and we've got this film in hand. I watched half the film last night, and I watched all the behind-the-scenes stuff as well. So I'm super stoked that we're able to talk a bit more about this at some point in the near future and kind of break this down a little bit more. But for the time being, to really go with the release and the celebration of this Marvel 10th anniversary, we're going to do our best of the MCU. Now, Marvel is also doing a lot of celebrating. You know, we've got the action figure line, we've seen a big book being released, which looks really great. And they're also doing a Marvel 10th anniversary film festival. So Troy was talking about this earlier today. He said, maybe we should talk a bit about this. I didn't really look into it much because I just assumed that in Canada we weren't getting it. I yeah, had no idea what was going on. We did a bit of research and we found out right by Sanjay's house, they're actually doing the 20 film plus an extra three days worth of marvel films on imax nice nice so it's really cool what they're doing here so they're showing every film all 20 films from iron man 2008 through to infinity war 2018 now what they're doing is they're doing three days i believe here or sorry four days of all films all first 20 films kind of in order so what they're doing on thursday august 30th through monday september 3rd oh man i'm not even here oh you're not here (laughs) i'm in vegas (laughs) but what they're doing is they're showing four films a day they're doing a matinee a late afternoon a prime time and an evening showing and then on the tuesday wednesday thursday following that they're doing what they're calling an origins film release so they're showing iron man re-showing iron man spider-man homecoming black panther and doctor strange they're doing a team up where they're showing guardians galaxy volume 2 civil war avengers and Infinity War again, and then they're doing a fan choice. So we're people are like it's. I think the vote's over now, but it hasn't been posted. So it's really just. I think it was between Cap, the first Avenger, uh, maybe Age of Ultron, Avengers, and Iron Man, or something like that. So it was the fans choosing this. So this is a really huge film festival that they're doing. And what's nice about this at our local IMAX here, you can get single tickets for eight bucks, which wow. is really great That's to go wicked. see these films yeah. in IMAX compared to. I think it's usually like twenty two bucks. Yeah. In IMAX film. Yeah. Here. Or you can buy a festival pass for 50 bucks, which you get 10 films. What? So it's funny because my wife says, why don't you do the festival pass? I said, excuse me, are you going to let me go for 30 hours worth of films? (laughs) She says, oh yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) So this is really cool, actually. Like, I didn't think we'd have an opportunity to do this. But because you seeded this earlier today, Troy, 
and I did a little research, this is something that I'm actually wanting to go do. I'd really like to go see the Cap trilogy is what I'm mm. really chasing. Yeah, yeah. Like, nice. I don't know if I'm going to be able to see the first Avenger because it's a matinee on... Oh, it is a matinee on Saturday. Beautiful. So I'm really excited about this. Like, I want to go and do this. Yeah. And I'm going to try. Are you guys going to make an attempt to get out there? Yeah, I want to check Civil War. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I want to see Civil War and probably Winter Soldier. Yeah. Okay. Which would be pretty cool. And um, I, I like Guardians 2, man. I really like Guardians 2. Yeah. And probably Homecoming, of course. Yes. Oh, man. And I didn't. I haven't seen any of these on IMAX, I don't believe. Yeah. No, eh? No, I don't think. Maybe. Like the current ones? Maybe Age of Ultron. But I'm trying to think because the premieres we usually go to, they are down this part of the city and there's right. no IMAX. Oh, we should go to the IMAX yeah. showing. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. It's usually not the first one. It's usually the AVX, it's which is like the a, first show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I haven't seen any of these. Like, I'd even like to maybe go see Ragnarok again. That was cool. Yeah, that was yeah. good. I think yeah. I did. I saw that one in IMAX. Yeah. I because all the new ones, I just go to the IMAX. Yeah, because it's right by your house. It's right yeah. by my house, like a five minute drive. And you get so. the posters and all that first. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to be honest, I haven't even seen Incredible Hulk, Cap, First Avenger, and the first Thor, in theaters. No, nope. I saw uh, all those home yeah. video. Yeah. So if I wasn't out of town, I definitely would have checked those three out because, you know, I, I want to say I've seen them all in the theater and I can't say that right now. So maybe while I'm in Vegas, I'll check them out. They must have an IMAX. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I'll see, yeah. but I don't Sorry, know. Sorry, wifey. Yeah. <laughs> right there. I'll be back in about eight hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that good fly so well just disappearing in Vegas for eight hours, yeah. but uh, we'll She's see. Like, Where have you been? Are you drunk? <laughs> No, I was watching MCU films. <laughs> cool. she's like, that's even worse. <laughs> so really exciting times with the MCU where, you know, there's a lot of celebration going on, everything from action figures to, to films and all that. And because it was a slow week, we decided we kind of wanted to reflect a bit more on the MCU itself. Like I said in the top of the show, we've done our top 10 moments in the MCU. But then Sanjay today said, why don't we do kind of an MCU awards show, an mm-hmm. Oscar-like show where we break down a few categories and we just discuss a bit about our best of the MCU. So we're going to start with two major categories here. We're going to do character category and we're going to do a film category. And we're going to buzz through about four or five different subcategories within those two main title categories and just go through and kind of briefly discuss some of our favorite aspects of the MCU. Now in the character category, which we're going to start off with here, we're going to do best costume, best villain, best fight sequence, best hero, best cameo. So those are our character categories, and that's what we're going to kick it off with. And then in the film category, we're going to do best origin film, best sequel, best crossover, and best MCU film. Now, we're going to try to keep this relatively condensed and not go into huge elaborate descriptions as to why we chose these to keep the episode a bit shorter, because we could be here for four or five hours talking this through. But we just wanted to give a bit of a flavor as to why we love or what aspects we love about the MCU. And we'd also like to hear from you guys. We're going to be putting the Twitter polls up. For some of these categories, maybe even all of them, I want to hear some discussion around that, what you guys love, and then we'll revisit this a bit next week and to see where people align. Because I tried to keep it a bit different. I didn't just go cap for everything, <laughs> as may be expected. As so, he's wearing a cap t-shirt. <laughs> yes. Very prominently featured in the nerd room as well is my cap wall. So, <laughs> so let's kick this thing off. The nerd room's first MCU film awards. We're going to start with best costume and we're going straight to you sanjay all right so for this one here i got two i got best hero and best villain sure best hero 
I got Black Panther in Civil War. Ooh, that's good. So you know, in the in his own solo film, he had a different costume, a little bit of the purple coming yeah. through. I didn't feel that as much. Civil War though, it's all black. It's very sleek. Yeah, I love that costume. And the white eyes. And the white uh, eyes. Gotta get those white eyes. Yeah, man. They just he just hypnotizes me with his white eyes. <laughs> and uh, best villain, you know, this is not really a costume, but it's just a look. Ultron. Um, I had a lot of issues with that film, but Ultron's design wasn't one of them. To me, he looked pretty badass, so those are my two. When we do this, are we doing like CG? Well, obviously, CGI is fine then. So Whatever it's not, costume. Okay. My, my, mine's kind of CG as well. Okay, okay, cool. So it's not something, it's not like, yeah, have to be. It has to be like practical costume yeah. design. No. Okay, Just cool. a character or a villain costume or both if you want. Dope. Dope. So go ahead, man. Uh, so rocking it out here, of course, I'm going to go with uh, the reveal of Spider-Man Civil War. Like when we saw that, hey, everyone, I was yep. blown away with the Ditko eyes. Yes. Like, come yes. on. So Spider-Man Homecoming, I love going back to Age of Ultron. Captain America's costume is my favorite Cap costume because we've got a nice blend of white still. It's a darker blue. The helmet's fresh. Like everything's dope. So I'm going with Cap. So it's between those two for me. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Nice. I've got two here, but I've landed on one. My runner-up is Winter Soldier Cap, the, yeah. the stealth suit. Yeah. Love oh, that suit. So it's incredible. Sure. But for the MCU as a whole, i got to go with Iron Man. Oh, of course. Nice, I, nice. I love seeing the evolution of the suit going from the Mark One right through into what we got in almost the Extremis or... Um, Bleeding, Bleeding Edge. Edge yeah. yeah. In Infinity War. Yeah. His costume, it's always something that I'm like really anticipating. And I love how they've they've changed it so much. They've the design has evolved. It's it's gone from kind of this big bulky suit where he's putting it on manually to yeah. this thing that just the nanotech and right. all that. The suitcase to the extremist, exactly. the bleeding edge. Yeah. Yeah. So many cool things. The Hulkbuster is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Even some of the stuff they did in Iron Man Three, they got a bit carried away. Yeah. But some of it was pretty cool. I like the ability to come in and out of the suit, just right. fly into it, fly out of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, best costume in MCU, Iron Man. What well, do you have a favorite? Iron Man one? I have... I really like the Avengers one. Yeah, same. Okay, Mark 7. Yeah, yeah Mark 7 is, yeah. is kind of my go-to. And I have a soft place in my heart for the Mark 1. Yeah, I like that they were able to integrate that original comic book origin suit right. into the film in a very practical way. And it fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. really worked for what they did there. So I kind of have a soft spot for that. I do like the Bleeding Edge as well. Mm-hmm. It's grown on me a lot. Yeah. Especially that hot toy. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next category, guys. We're going to keep going in the same loop around the table. Best Villain. Oh, best villain. So this one's this one's really tough, but you know it, it's I'm gonna go. Ooh, you put me on a spot here. I'm gonna go with Loki. Okay. Yeah, Loki. I think you know he's in a lot of films. So, you know he ties the Avengers together. He's in the Thor films. He flirts with being a hero and a villain. But I'm gonna go with Loki. I think uh, Tom Hiddleston plays the character very well, and he's the best part of a lot of those Thor films. So. Loki. I, don't, I don't disagree with you there. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that is a very good choice. That was very high on my list as well. That's a good one. You know, up until uh, Infinity War, I was going to go with my my boy, Michael B. Yeah. Killmonger. Killmonger. He was so real. He was great. We've never seen a role like that for that actor mm-hmm. ever portrayed. And what he did was just so great. I loved, like the opposite position he played from um, T'Challa, but also brought it so real and actually changed the hero's perspective later on to change, like... Yeah. The, the aspect and the point of view of what uh, they do in Wakanda, their beliefs. Mm-hmm. So I love that. But after seeing Infinity War, man, I got to give it to Thanos. Yeah. I got to give it to Thanos. It is crazy what they did with that character because it's his movie. Yes. You see it in his eyes. Yeah. And I don't want to actually say you're cheering for him, but you can kind of be like, yeah, all right, I get it. You know what I mean? And it's very easy for them to go back to like the original Thanos that we know, yeah. being the Mad Titan, being obsessed and in love with death, but they didn't go that route. At least so far they didn't. 
love what the Musa brothers did with Thanos. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. my pick. Nice. You know, man, we last time we did something like this, we really closely lined on a few things. Yeah. I've got Thanos slash Killmonger here. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched the director's roundtable in the Infinity War behind the scenes. So I think everyone should check that out. It's, it's a great group of the, the main directors from the MCU. Everyone who's done a two movies, I believe. And they go back talking about Killmonger and what Ryan Coogler was able to do. And Coogler's in the room when they're talking about nice. that. And this villain, I rewatched Black Panther twice while I was away. And Killmonger gets better and better. He is mm-hmm. an incredible villain. Michael B. Jordan is next level. Yeah. Like, And the way that he delivers his lines, yeah. so good. Like, it's yeah. incredible. But I had to go with Thanos as yeah. well. It was a, is a villain that I, I really like in the comic books. But I'm glad they didn't do the comic version. Yeah. Like you said, Troy. They went a completely different direction with him. They made him feel somewhat sympathetic. They developed this character. Even though he was seeded through all of the MCU, you never really got any development of him, yep. right? Up until this film. Mm-hmm. So the way they turned the whole character and his motivations on his head, yeah. that's why it stands head and shoulders for me above any villain. Now, now I say that, but Killmonger's up there. Loki's yep. up there. Yep. All great villains, but Thanos takes the cake for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was very high up on my list, and I figured you two would both be saying Thanos. Yeah. So I was like, I guess steer <laughs> I away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to spin this one and do Best Hero. Nice. Okay. Now, this is going to be an interesting approach because I think you all know where I'm going to go, but when I looked at Best Hero, I tried to look at the hero's journey over the entirety of the MCU, not just my favorite character. Now, for <laughs> me, they kind of aligned, but <laughs> Sanjay, let's go with you first. Uh, Darcy from yeah. Thor movies? <laughs> just her character journey? Ever. I mean, she learns how to be an assistant, and then she gets an assistant. And then she loves. And then she's <laughs> no longer there. Um, no, I'm going to go Iron Man. The MCU kicked off with Iron Man. The MCU is... Iron Man's the backbone of the MCU. Uh, you know, he's the heart and soul of the Avengers. He is kind of like the leader, you know. He... To me, he is... You know, I said he is the Avengers. He is. He started this off. He is. Uh, he pops in and out. He's in Civil War. He's in Spider Man Homecoming. Iron Man's Iron Man's number one. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man's great. No, Iron Man's no, great. No, no. Tell me how you really feel, Troy. <laughs> For me, it's a toss up. I mean, Tim came here repping his Cap shirt. I came here repping my Spider Man shirt, and it's a debate between Cap and Spidey. Even though Spidey's only been in three films. I'm going with, uh, if I lived in the MCU, obviously I'm going to go for Cap. I mean, right. he's he's the golden boy. He's, he's everything. But I think Spider-Man, the responsibility that he that he, that he he carries at such a young age. I mean, if you look at anybody, Tony Stark, they basically have the same intellect. There's no way Tony Stark would be doing what he what Peter Parker is doing at the age of 16. No. That yeah. responsibility that he carries with himself. Uh, the, the dialogue that uh, Cap and Spidey exchange in that Civil War airport scene mm-hmm. is so great. And Cap says, you know, you got a lot of heart, kid. There's that potential for him to be so much better than what he already is. Yeah. So I, I just love that, even though... He, he's perished, but he's coming back. Of course. But uh, breaks my heart to say this, but I'm going to go Cap, though. Realistically, okay. it makes sense to go with Captain America in this universe yeah. as of right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah and I'm fully there. Of yeah. course. You know, yeah. Captain America, he's my dude. He's my favorite character in the comics and favorite character in the films. And the reason I choose this, not just because I'm a huge fan of the character himself from the comics, but I feel like he has the best story. He is the heart of the MCU. Where I put like Iron Man as the brains, yeah. he is mm-hmm. the, the origin story that kicked it all off. But Captain America, like, retroactively, the first Avenger, as we've said, the Winter Soldier effect. It is much better because of the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. He's had some of the more dramatic changes and evolutions when you look at this character. And even his arc in Infinity War is quite minor. Yeah. But I think you're going to see him and Iron Man 
rise to the service in Avengers 4 and take the leads there. And we're going to actually finish both of those arcs. Yeah. But I think holistically, when you look at an MCU story, Cap has the best story, the most consistent trilogy. Yeah. It's one of the only ones that you can kind of watch back to back and still get the follow through story. Like I wouldn't say you have to, or you should because the MCU is built sequentially, but Cap has a through-going story that you don't see in the other trilogies. Thor doesn't have a continuous thread. Mm-hmm. Iron Man really doesn't have a continuous thread. Cap does in those films. You see that character evolve, and that's why I picked him as the best hero in the MCU. Also, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. All right, so next one here as we scoot through these. This is going to be a tough one because there is a ton of fight sequences oh. in the MCU. Yeah. But we're going to try to choose the best fight sequence oh my goodness you're on the hot seat man i know um well i'm gonna go back to avengers one just sitting in the theater and for the first time we get to see all the characters interact like that's something that's never been done before in cinema since like the universal monsters all got together and teamed up so it's been a long time since we saw like individual movies and then like a group movie this like event film and when the camera pans around and you show all the avengers lining up I was like, this is a splash page out of the comic books. And I just, I know they're fighting the Shatari and they're just like a faceless army, but it doesn't matter because you get to see the Avengers kick ass and use their powers and show their like power set. So I'm going the first Avengers uh, New York fight. I think if you go back to our top 10 moments, I think that pan view, that that circular view was my top moment in the MCU, if I'm not mistaken, or as close to the top. I think so. Yeah. Go back and revisit that. It was a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that one. Troy, what are you thinking? Best fight sequence. Ooh, Civil War, baby. Yeah. Airport sequence. Come on. Like, you talk about splash pages, and, yeah. and they did it here. You know, you got Spider-Man coming out there, taking on uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. You got Black Panther. You got Cap. You got Iron Man. They say some words. They go into battle. Like, it was just crazy. There was so a Star was Wars reference in there. Yeah. Empire yeah. Strikes Back. Like, you can't beat that. And then Giant Man. Like, oh, oh yeah. man, what they did there was crazy. Like, I love, like, I look forward to that scene every time I watch Civil War. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to jump right to it. But you got to let it build up to that scene, right? Perfect scene. So that's that's it for me. It was yeah. a close one, though, because Infinity War in New York and Spider-Man yeah. and Iron oh, Man show up, like, it's, yeah. it's pretty close. But So good. I got yeah. to that sequence last night. When oh, I man. Nice. Like, so when Spider-Man good. pops around. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect. So good. Well, coincidentally enough here, I've got three Russo brother movies that made my top three action sequences. And that is Wakanda in Infinity War, the airport scene in Civil War, and the bridge sequence in Winter Soldier. Yes. Yes. So all great, all very different battles. You've got the huge airport battle, which is, like you said, Troy, this big mixture, the splash page. You've got this very personal battle from Winter Soldier on the bridge sequence. And you've got this unbelievable event battle and i had to go with wakanda battle in infinity war that was so badass it is so good and the fact that you get every character having a moment and then it caps off with that thanos that it is unbelievable best battle best fight sequence you know it's it's something else when we can have thor show up with groot and rocket you've got winter soldier picking up rocket and spinning him around cap and groot interacting it's unbelievable just the character interaction and then you pull it out to the fight sequence Everything from Falcon to War Machine, it's so good. The Hulkbuster. Yeah. You know, to make it, I would have liked the Hulk in there, but that's yeah. okay. We'll save that for <laughs> Avengers 4. But yeah, for me, Wakanda, Infinity War. Yeah. I mean, that's the crazy thing is that there's three different like fight scenes and they've all of them are amazing fight yeah. scenes. Yeah. All that's Russo just, Brothers action sequences. Yeah. <laughs> well, except for the Whedon one. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah true, true. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Could have been. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, this one, this one's kind of a favorite of mine actually, and it's best cameo. Now we've broken this up into two subcategories: best film cameo, so a character appearing in another character's film where he's not the focal point; it's just kind of a nod to the bigger universe, and then also a best cameo post-credit sequence, so someone appearing in a film. Not in the film itself, but in the mid or after credit scene. I want to start with best film cameo. Now, just for some examples, we've got Captain America in Thor 2, Captain America Spider-Man Homecoming, Hawkeye in Thor 1, Doctor Strange in Thor 3, Falcon and Ant-Man. What are you thinking, man? You know, I'm going to show some love to a movie that I don't show a lot of love to. Uh, Captain America in Thor 2. I thought that scene was hilarious yeah. when uh, Loki's walking with uh, Thor and he's like, you know, they walk under a pillar and then he appears as Captain America. Completely, like, I had no idea this was coming. This was, one, like, one of the first films. I think we saw this in theaters yeah, together. Yeah. And I remember, like, you turned to me and you're like, oh, there's Cap. It was, it was like, the highlight of the film for me. So yeah. uh, I'm going with that one. This is cameo, right? Yeah, cameo in film. How big can that role be or how small? So are you debating Stark in Spider-Man Homecoming? Uh, nope, nope. Uh, Infinity War. Okay. Uh, Red Skull. Does oh, because that, that one to me. Yeah, that yeah, counts. I, that, I didn't yeah. even think of that. Yeah, that yeah. one to me. Like I looked at you and we we're like, like we what? literally almost fell out of our seats. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh my god, that that's crazy. That was absolutely crazy. That one blew my mind. So that for me, the Red Skull oh, uh, coming back cameo was just killer and that scene was great too that we mm -hmm. got obviously with, yeah, with Thanos oh man great pick. wow okay yeah. I'm changing mine to that <laughs> I'll go with my original answer here because I thought this would be a really easy category I thought yeah. there would yeah. be a real standout but to me they're all great but nothing really stood out to me so I went with Cap in Spider-Man Homecoming oh that's great oh, oh yeah oh, that man. really caught me off guard not the same like it's definitely Red Skull 100% yeah, Red Skull. yeah. <laughs> like, that, that is by far the best cameo of all time in the MCU, <laughs> but I did enjoy the cap stuff, and even like in the post credit, like I know that's Love in this it. category. But I liked when, especially when he was interacting with, uh, kind of interacting with Henry Burse. Uh, oh Hannibal yeah, Burse, Hannibal, yeah, 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 the gym yeah. teacher. And he's like, I think he's a war criminal now, but and he's yeah. standing on the wrong side of him. <laughs> yeah, when he points. But he points. To him. Yeah, <laughs> so good. I love it. He never gets old either. That's I just great. watched it the other day. I love yeah. it. And he's yeah. in the, the Avengers cap uniform too. That we're all like, eh, yeah, 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 very Nashville like, yeah. Now, what about post-credit sequence? So, there's been some crazy post-credit sequences in the MCU. Yeah. You know, we've got Thanos showing up, Nick Fury, Tony Stark, an incredible Hulk collector in Thor 2. Howard the Duck, even? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. What do you think is the best cameo post-credit sequence? Sanjay. I'm going to go Thanos. Yes. Set the tone. You know, you're like, okay, this is the end game. This is the big baddie we're building towards. So, I'll go with Thanos. All right. Yeah, I, I want to say Thanos too, but since you, you use it already, I won't. I'll go Thank with uh, Nick Fury, especially when he dropped. I believe he dropped the Avengers. He says Avengers initi initiative. That's right. That, yeah, doesn't yeah. he? And that You're really part of just a bigger universe. Yeah, that for yeah. me is like, whoa, they're really doing this. The Avengers? Like, you kidding me? Like, so that was huge for me. Yeah, yeah. it's one of the top moments in the MCU. Yeah, that I had voted when we did the episode back then. Yeah, but I went with Thanos yeah. in Avengers One. Like, I remember seeing that and being blown away. Yeah, like what just happened? How did they just insert that and see this ten? Like, not ten years, I guess. Well, realistically, ten years worth mm -hmm. of because they had the test rack and all that before. Yeah. So it's like okay, this is something bigger, and we came, we saw that come to fruition this year. So yeah, best cameo post credit Thanos Avengers yeah. One. Now there's a category I was thinking about that when we were doing this that just popped into my head best stan lee appearance oh 
That's something that we didn't have. Okay, let's put it in there. We're gonna slide this in. Best Stanley appearance in the MCU. Oh, oh. he's got say, twenty appearances. I was gonna say, yeah. I was gonna say uh, Teen Titans Go. Yeah, <laughs> that appearance was awesome. That made me laugh so hard too. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of one. And um, MCU, you said though, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I was gonna say like Deadpool or something. I love that Amazing Spider-Man two, uh, one. Oh, when he's a librarian. librarian. Yeah. yeah, I can't think of any right MCU now. MCU or boys? <laughs> I know. Is there what's what's oh the Watcher? When yes. He's, yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The oh, Watcher. Yeah. Of course. Sure. Yeah. The Watcher. For sure. Confirming that because basically they're saying to the fan base is like, okay, he's the same character in every Marvel. Yeah. Film, yeah. Including Spider Man, including Deadpool. All exactly. Of yeah. Yeah. Love that. So that's by far the best one. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I was a what did he say? I was a FedEx delivery man or whatever he said. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tony <laughs> Stang. There with the Watcher. So good. Love Very good. I love that. That was a good Great. addition. All right, we're moving on from the character category to the films category. So like I said, we've got best origin film, best sequel, best crossover, and best film. I'm going to kick it off with best origin film. Now, how we define this was it is focused around a single character and doing world building within that character's isolated universe. So movies like Black Panther and Spider-Man Homecoming are included in this category because they are fixated on a single character. Even though they're introduced in other films, they're essentially the origin film for that character. You're seeing world building, you're seeing the extension of the supporting cast around that character. So they're included in this. So Sanjay, what is your favorite origin film? You know, I was seeing Black Panther, but then there's another one that came up on me and I'm gonna go Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, that film, I had no expectations going in. And just the world building that I did, it introduced the MCU to space. Yep. It gave us Peter Quill. It gave us, the, it gave us a group of heroes that up until that time, I had not heard of a single one of them. And it made me care about each and every one of them by the time I was done. Black Panther, when that film was coming out, I already knew who Black Panther was and I was super excited for this film. Guardians of the Galaxy, like you were the only one trumpeting it, Tim. You were like saying like, you're picking up comic books. I remember in like saying like, oh, this Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I was like, Guardians of the Galaxy, like are they scraping the bottom of the barrel? Like you might as well have an Ant-Man film or something. So. And then they did that. Yeah. And then they did that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going, I'm going Guardians. Right. Yeah, from you know, I, I love obviously Homecoming, but I can't justify it as an origin film, even though everything you just gave us, but I, I really can't because he's already had the responsibility, the power, yeah. even the costume. So I'll take that one off. Um, I'm going Iron Man. I think Iron nice. Man is like just a brilliant uh, origin film, especially going back to the retrospective series when yeah. we visited that film. Mm-hmm. Like, man, that holds up. It's it's awesome. So yeah. what more can I say about Iron Man? Yeah. Iron Man 1. And it's the thing that kicked it all off, too. Exactly. You know, it was on my short list, as was Black Panther, but yeah. I had to go Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 as well. Yeah. Nice, like nice. You said it did something dramatically different at the time. And yes, Black Panther did do that as well. It's a cultural phenomenon. Like, it's the highest grossing film in the history domestically of the MCU, outgrossing mm-hmm. Avengers Infinity War, yeah. which is insane yeah. when you put that in perspective of what Infinity War was. But going back and seeing Guardians of the Galaxy, I remember watching this. This was 2014, August 2014. So just over four years ago, I remember sitting in the theater and walking out being like, oh my God, this was literally the comic books I love put to screen. Mm-hmm. James Gunn did incredible things there with those characters and seeing them showing up in Avengers Infinity War, carrying that tone through from that very small and very risky origin film. That's why I'm putting it as the best origin film in the MCU. Nice. nice. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Well, let's move on to best sequel. Now, what we're considering here, or at least how I took this, you guys can take it any direction you want, was best follow-up to a film. Now, in the sense that it was the biggest leap a film made going from, say, the origin story to number two or number two to number three, where was the best 
sequel and where was the most development of a character or the biggest shift tonal shift whether character shift biggest development in a single character that's how i kind of took this best sequel as not just the best film that was a sequel but the best sequel to the film that came before now it's a little harder because we're talking mcu they're sequential not in a trilogy sense or not in a back-to-back -back sense so there has to be some perspective there but sanjay is the best sequel so this is i think you know the mcu does a lot of good things right but a lot of times their sequels kind of fall flat for me thor 2 iron man 2 um age of ultron even ant-man 2 so the one the obvious choice for me captain america civil war by far you know it could it could even be like one of the best considered the best mcu film but a leap up in quality from the first avenger in terms of the villain in terms of the story everything i love about winter soldier it is just a great sequel so the winter soldier so Winter Soldier or Civil War? You said both. Did I say both? You said both. Yeah. Oh, I just trying to keep you guys on your toes to see if you're listening. Uh, no, sorry, uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> winter War, duh. Civil Winter. Civil yeah. Winter. <laughs> they just sit quietly and it's very civil. Sanjay, <laughs> all right, try best sequel. I'm going with Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, <laughs> not Civil War. And I love Civil War, but I feel yeah. like Winter Soldier is a little more connected to our First Avenger. And Tim and I talk about this all the time. It enhances your experience when you go mm -hmm. back to First Avenger. Yeah. It is fantastic what they did with that film. The growth in character. They introduced us to um, Falcon, and the chemistry is wicked right off the bat. And they make Black Widow so much better than ever yeah. before. This is the best Black Widow's ever been, or at least starting from that point. Mm -hmm. So I, I love, love Winter Soldier. And... Best sequel, hands down. Nice. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's three for three, man. I think it's the only thing that we fully agree on. Yeah, Winter Soldier is by far the best sequel. Yeah. yeah. I love the first Avengers, but what it does for the character of Captain America, it shifts him from someone that is there and part of the Avengers because he was part of the Avengers originally to a character that's integral, that is the heart of the universe. Mm -hmm. And that really changed that. Yes, Civil War is incredible. Yes, Infinity War as a sequel is incredible. But Winter Soldier does the most for a single character. Yeah. And I have to give a shout out to a very close second of mine. That was Thor Ragnarok. Like the things that Taika Waititi did and Chris Hemsworth did with Thor in that sequel compared to what you're going from the bottom of the barrel. Like you go back to the retrospective series. None of us recommended Thor 2. <laughs> yeah. All of us raved about Thor 3. So that huge, big swing in character and how they developed it, how they changed it, how they made this a character that became the focal point from a hero perspective in infinity war yep. like thanos and thor have the biggest or the most screen time and thor has his own story built into infinity war he's an integral part of that film cap and iron man take somewhat of backseat to thor in this yep. film mm -hmm. that's why i think we're gonna see something a little different in avengers 4 but yeah i have to give a, a close second to thor ragnarok nice and winter soldier was really a game changer because it made the general audience take these films seriously, yes. I believe, mm -hmm. for sure. It's a different direction than what we've ever seen before with any other MCU film at yeah. that point. And it was one of the first films that went into a genre film. Yeah. So it was a genre film that was a comic book film. Yeah. Right? And so now you've seen a lot of that. It was like that 70s political thriller. Yeah. Before yeah. that, these were comic book movies. Mm -hmm. These were movies that were adapted from comic books. This was something completely different. So it was genre betting. The same way that Nolan did something crazy with Batman and that universe and allowed the Iron Mans of this world to get traction, that grounded version of a superhero. This That's what Captain America did for the genre of comic book movies. It became 
less of a oh this is big cgi stuff and made it more of story and character focus mm-hmm. so it's yep. incredible stuff there yeah winter soldier yep. across the board all right we've got two more categories here left guys all right we have best crossover film next now the idea behind best crossover film or best team up if you want to call it that it's where we have the crossover being an integral part of the narrative so it's not just a cameo. So films that you can consider in here, Avengers 1 through 3, Civil War, Thor 3 I would even throw in there because you get a Hulk story. And even Iron Man 2 I would consider in this category because you really get a big integral crossover of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Black Widow in that film. Yeah. And War Machine. War really? Machine, yeah. yes, That's exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. So what are you thinking, man? You know, I'm going to have to go with the film that just came out, Avengers Infinity War. Uh, this is the film that kind of did the impossible. Even I had some reservations about how are they going to integrate all these characters in one film in a three-hour time limit, you know, runtime. And I was like, okay, maybe some characters might get shifted. Maybe it'll just be like, meh. But this movie just blew me away. And it's got everyone in it. So, except for Hawkeye and Ant-Man. But uh, <laughs> they're coming. They're coming. Just wait. Maybe Ant-Man was there, but he was really tiny and he couldn't expand. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Infinity War, for it's sure. Caught in the quantum realm. Yeah. <laughs> He's there in spirit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Infinity War is is huge. Spider-Man Homecoming for me is a close second, but Infinity War is just massive. Like, the roster of characters that they had, yeah. everybody had a pretty decent amount of screen time. And it's fine that, you know, Cap even took a back seat because from the soldiers, he's had the biggest push. Mm-hmm. And everyone's pretty familiar with that character. Iron Man even had more screen time than uh, Cap this time around. But... I have to say, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm giving it to uh, Infinity War. It was fantastic. I love what they did in Homecoming, obviously, though, too, because we did get a little bit of Spider-Man and, obviously, uh, Tony Stark. And I like the lessons that Tony Stark passed on to Peter, and Peter yeah. overachieved those afterwards. So, But I'm going with Infinity War. Yeah. Nice. You know, I have to agree with you guys in Infinity War, but for this one, I'm going to give a shout-out to Civil War. Yeah. yeah. Because the thing that I love about Civil War being a crossover film, and it very much is that is an Avengers, whatever, two and a half, if you want to call it that. But what they did in there is they made the crossover aspect of it very important, but they also told a cap story inside of that, a very personal cap story, mm-hmm. which you could have lost all of a Captain America story in that film, in yep. this giant crossover film, but they're able to successfully do both. And I got to give a lot of credit to that because You could have went with numerous splash pages of them fighting, right? Yes, it has one of the best fight sequences in the film, but it also feels very much like a cat film. Like Tony Stark or any of the other characters, Vision, whomever, they don't overshadow that main arc. And that's why I voted in Captain America as the best hero because of this arc. It's never overshadowed by other characters. So from a crossover film perspective... I'd love it to give it to Infinity War because they do great things there. Yeah. But I'm going to give it to Civil War because nice. I think, yeah, it's not, the scale isn't as big, but, you know, you got, what, 12 or 15 superheroes in there, but you're still t- telling a very personal story. Yeah. yeah. And I can really appreciate that. It's crazy that Civil War's story is considered small compared to Infinity yeah. War. Just yeah. goes to show, because at the time, Civil War, we were all blown away. Like, this is the biggest crossover movie well, ever question how are they going to fit yeah. it all in and make it still a captain america like why isn't this avengers civil war yeah, yeah yeah but they made it captain america civil war like it was done properly and the russo's just hammered at home mm-hmm. you know? and i don't think it's any coincidence that we're going to continue to talk about the russo brothers here because the next category is best film hmm. best yeah. mcu film out there yeah now this is it's a difficult one i think we're all going to land in a small group of films but Sanjay, what do you think is the best oh, MCU film? Man. Lay it down, man. You're committing to it on 
the podcast right forever. Now. I can never change it. Once I say it once, I'm gonna stick with it for the, the rest of my life. Is forever. <laughs> Just remember that, people. Oh, I better hide those nudes. Um, <laughs> and those tweets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, you know very controversial tweets. <laughs> I I'm debating between two, and I hate to say it because these are like two of the newer ones. But it's like Black Panther and Infinity War, and I go to like rewatchability. And while Black Panther is this amazing film, to me, I think Infinity War is just, it's just that movie where it's like, the, it's got the Independence Day quality to it, where no matter where it's at, you if it's on TV or, you know, if someone else is watching it and you just walk into the room, you're like, oh, boom, I, I love this scene. And then you sit for like two minutes and then like two hours go by and you're like, damn, I just watched the whole movie. So I'm going to go Infinity War. Yeah, I'm I'm going Infinity War, man. I mean, the way the movie opens up, yeah. the cinematography, the score, uh, Thanos' score porch. Yeah. Love that. Absolutely love that. I sell that movie four times in theaters. I'll probably go see it again when it comes back out. Yeah. I, I love this film. This film just did so many things on so many levels. I, I mentioned the, the top cameo, Red Skull. Like, I was yeah. jumping out of my seats. Like, not too many films do that, you know? This film did it in every way, man. The fight scenes were awesome. The acting's great. It gave us... The whole crowd went just silent. You could hear people gasping for breath yeah. when they killed off everybody. Like, yeah. nothing's done that really. I this like I feel like this is the closest thing we've had to Empire for that ending. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Love this film. For me, it, it, it takes the cake. It's, yeah. it's Infinity War. The wild thing about Infinity War, because it is also my top MC for my best <laughs> film. So it's three for three there. Yeah. And I don't think that's any surprise because, yes, we have films like Civil War and Winter Soldier, Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy, all really high-quality films, but nothing was able to ever match Infinity War. It's just the idea, you know, you're talking about it, Troy, about how the Red Skull, the deaths. Yes, we read all the comic books, but it's very difficult, I find, especially with what we do here, to be shocked anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, we always are looking for a little more. We're trying to pull in. We theorize a lot. We speculate a lot. I was blown away in that film numerous times, starting from the Spider-Man camp or appearance right off the bat. I didn't like that. From then on, I was like so enthralled in the movie. Yeah. And then you go to, yeah, the red skull, the death, like everything about it. Thanos's character development alone wins it. And then you add in all the hero stuff. It's an unbelievable film, and it is a modern-day masterpiece yeah. when you're mm-hmm. talking about genre. When you talk about film itself. So, yeah, of course, Avengers Infinity War is sure. the best MCU film. Do you think that's, like, we went three for three. Do you think that's because we're such fans of the comics, and we've all read the comic before? But, like, if you just had, like, Joe Moviegoer or Jane Moviegoer walk in, you know, do you think they would pick up more the artistic merits, you know, the better... I think the better storytelling of like a Black Panther or Iron Man one or Winter Soldier, do you think like those would be considered more? Cause like Infinity War, do you think it's just because we're so fanboy? Not fanboys, but well, I guess we are fanboys. Yeah, eh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you think? You know, that's a difficult one because it um it really caps off this big arc. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of people have invested a lot of time over the last ten years. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, more people saw Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, domestically, right? Yeah. Globally, no. But yes. domestically, more people saw Black Panther. So there seemed to be a resonance with that film to a wider audience. But would most people say that Infinity War is the best MCU film? I don't know. Because I would think the majority of the people that saw that film had seen at least 10 or 12 of the MCU films and had that investment. And that's what Marvel did. They made you invest in this universe to 
a level that no one else has been able to replicate anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so I think the payoff that you get in that film makes that investment worthwhile. At least it did for me. But yeah, I think you're going to see people bounce around between like Winter Soldier, Civil War, Black Panther, and Infinity War. It'd be interesting to see what people have to say. Yeah. You know, the listeners have to say on Twitter and that one we can pull up. Yeah, absolutely. So what are your thoughts on that, Trey? Yeah, that's that's a tough one, man. I mean, because I, I, I think... I think probably not because yeah, it, it does rely quite a bit of being like a fanboy or being really invested in this mm-hmm. this universe. Whereas it is a little bit easier to you know invest yourself and in, say uh, first Avenger and then go right into Winter Soldier and you get that payoff right as in to dive into this film. So it's hard to say, but I, I agree with Tim. I think it is a modern day masterpiece. Absolutely. Um, like the reason why I ask is if you look at the critics' score and Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. it's like an average MCU film. You know, it's at like eighty three percent, which is still a really good score. Yeah. But it's nowhere near like Iron Man one or like Black Panther. Some of those are like ninety four, ninety seven. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes doesn't mean anything to me. But I mean, it is an aggregate of critics like it or not. Right. So I mean, eighty three still a really good score, but there's ones that have beat it quite handily. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's it's funny because I don't like I read through some of the Rotten Tomato criticisms of Infinity War and they're talking about. Lack of development on Thanos, and you know it was like a big CG. I think, and I was thinking like, did we watch the same movie? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like clearly, like, and I don't know if that's, you know, Black Panther, even Iron Man. Like, when you look at that as a standalone film, yeah, that is a true standalone film. Infinity War is not a standalone film. No, no, like, no. You need that investment. So if you're looking at a person that can go in blindly into that, yeah, you're not gonna have any idea what's going on. Yeah. Like, no, no clue. No. So as a standalone film, it doesn't work. But it's not supposed to work exactly as yeah. a standalone film. So you can't judge it as a standalone film. It has numerous arcs in it. One that had been seeded for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. They come to a conclusion there. So yeah, it's not a standalone film and you can't judge it as that. So that it's, you know, for me, it's it's maybe it's a bit on the fanboy side, but the $2 billion domestic or globally yeah. speaks to otherwise that people really enjoyed this film. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but anyways, guys, that was a ton of fun, man. That was a great suggestion. Oh, thanks. Earlier today, we had nothing to talk about <laughs> 12 hours ago. <laughs> so we turned it into something really great here. I hope you guys enjoyed it out there too. And like I said, we're going to be asking for your input for some interaction from you guys to help us understand what you guys and how you guys feel do you align with it do you think we're crazy what is the best mcu film and kind of answer that sanjay that, or that question that sanjay just had so if you'd like to write in about it you can always email us at the nerdram at gmail.com you can hit us up on youtube or facebook you can catch us on twitter you're gonna see those polls rolling out but our handles themselves are at the end of the episode you can always see everything we do at the nerdroom.net and storescommonwealth.com and you know what I think that's about it for this week, guys. Like I said, that was a ton of fun. I love talking to MCU. And we have to give one more huge shout-out to our dude, Chop Rules of the Z, yeah. Corey over at Tumbling Saber, for giving us this incredible package. We had a ton of fun opening it, and I can't wait to divide some of this stuff up. It will be prominently placed in our nerd rooms. And like I always say with my collection, there has to be meaning behind it. This thing is now chronicled on the nerd room, and these individual pieces are going to be take a nice place in the nerd room forever yes i like it that being said gentlemen until next week for the nerd room i'm tim i'm troy and i'm sanjay and thank you for entering the nerd room this has been a nerd room podcast production you can find our hosts tim troy and sanjay on twitter at the nerd rm troy the boy 87 and sanjabi for more content from the nerd room check out the nerdroom.net. don't forget to subscribe to the nerd room on itunes podbean and youtube 
Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts in the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Skyrim's Podcast, and San Diego Sabers. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SW Commonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.